Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views. How are you getting on, How are you getting on is, the, is the question. Can you tell us your story, yeah, Larry? What's been I happening? I've been performing all like that and I'm optimistic and, uh, optimistic and all like that, but sorry, it's been naive that way, but... So, um... I've been in a I've been in a, um, a renting house for nine years, right? But um, the, uh, the landlord, uh, the son is wanting, to, or the family members wanting to take it over, and which is understandable. Like you know, he's been a good landlord. He's given me gave me plenty of notice and all like that. But um, I'm fasting to my grandchildren, and uh, I said I have to have a house within the next four weeks or so, like that, five weeks. Cause that's the date. That's the date that the son was wanting to take it over. I was just trying to get a place. Like it's just impossible. And um, I can't get the county council. They have nothing. They told me to go private. Or I'm going private. And I'm trying to. Uh, I'm trying to get another place private. Then uh, I was told, oh, you should declare yourself homeless in our depart- homeless department down there. I can't go homeless when I'm fostering two of my grandchildren. That means then that I can't foster. They're gone into. They're gone somewhere else. I mean, you actually have some wherewithal. You have some finance at your disposal. Um, I have, yeah, no problem. I have money here ready to put deposits and a month's rent on a house this mo- this moment. But there's simply no properties for you to get. Yeah. yeah. Right. How is it impact? Like, there's a lot talking about the, 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 the financial impact on people and the housing impact on people. How is it affecting you mentally? Uh, I, I, some, sometimes it does affect. I'm just worried about the two little two grandchildren. That's why I'm worried about, like, you know, if it was, if it was myself, I'd be all right. I'd get a flat somewhere, you know what I mean? But, but it's two children, like, you know. And you... I can't lose, I can't, I can't lose them. And Larry, they come first. You paid your rent up to date, on the button, yeah. every time. Right. Yeah, I have references. Yeah, I work three, day, I work three days a week. Okay, so so your call is a very uh, very clear one this morning, isn't it? You need help and you need it urgently. I need now the next four next uh, next five weeks or so like that. And the land, I tried to get an extension after the landlord, and you know, like like the the family members after taking a half a holidays just to do up the house while he goes in. Like there's not much doing up on a front with paint and decorating and stuff like that. But I'm up to date on he'll even write out references saying that I've never missed uh, a week's rent. I've been a good kept the place clean. Or used to work for him at the weekends. Yeah. He'd, oh, so I have good references that way. And the children are very, very young. You're, you're fostering two of your grandchildren. The the the, yeah. uh, the boy is age four and the girl is age two. Is that right, Larry? That's that's correct. Yeah. So it's a crucial stage in their young lives, isn't it? A crucial yes, it stage. Is, yeah. Yeah. And like like they're so happy at the moment. Like you know, being offered. You know what I mean? They're just just happy little children. Like you know, I don't want to lose them. Simple as that. That's not an option. So you're in the Enniscorthy area, and that's yes, where the children... Yes, they're going to play school in Enniscorthy, and they're going to be set up in school for in the future, like, for in Enniscorthy, you know? And, and there's family close by in Enniscorthy, you know? That's kind of really the, the point, like, you know, that way. What's going to happen if you can't get this sorted, Larry? What'll happen is, uh, they'll have to be home uh, sought for the, the two young ones, you know? And you don't want to do that, you don't want to lose them, do you? No, 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 no. No. Maybe there's somebody out there can help you. I, I, I'm going to be t- speaking to uh, Councillor Joe Sullivan in just a second, who was very energised about this at the council meeting on Monday. It's just another yeah. example of what people are going through in this county of ours. It's an absolute crisis, isn't it? 
yes, it's awful. Like, like I was talking to a real estate, a real, like I was trying to real a estate agent, and I was talking to an estate agent yesterday, and she told me that it's just, it's unreal. She said, like, like the prices on house now, the people are not renting them out, they're selling them. Because, you know, the price you know, on the houses, and that's what she, that's, that's, that's what the woman told me. It's just like, uh, like, they're, like, the country table has not been biased or anything like that. The country table has other people. Do you know what I mean? Uh, really, something has to be done about this uh, renting, you know, and houses and all like that. It's been going on too long now. You're going through torture, torment at the moment over this, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. It's just worrying about the two children. You know, about myself, like, you know, like, if it was, if it was me on my own, or like a family I can go to, like, you know. But, uh, not the two kids as well, like, you know, that way. Because there wouldn't be enough room, like, in, like for foster care, and you have to have kind of a stable, you know, a stable home, you know, and uh, plenty of room and all like that. They have to have their own bedroom and all like that, you know. So, ideally, ideally, I'd, I'd like to get a three-bedroom house, but a two-bedroom, it'll do, you know. Okay, work like something out, like, but ideally, they should have a, a room of their own, you know, that way. Thanks for talking to me. Thanks, Sam. Thank you. Thanks to Larry for bravely coming on air to share his story with us. 0873737956 is your text line. If you have a similar story to tell or you'd like to raise a point on this, we'd love to hear from you or give Orla a call on 0539145222. Passions run high once again in council chambers on Monday over this issue. None more so perhaps than from my next guest, Councillor Joe Sullivan, who didn't hold back on this issue on Monday. Good morning to you, Joe. Morning, Alan. First off, a word for Larry, because you would have been speaking on the basis of what you've been telling me off air. You've been speaking to a lot of people in a similar situation to Larry in recent weeks, Joe. Yes, indeed, Alan. Uh, Larry's situation is recounted around the county on, on a daily basis to elected representatives. And we are in this situation now. But as I said on Monday, uh, Alan, how did we get into this situation? This has been coming down the tracks. You know, this just didn't happen overnight. We haven't been building the social houses that we have needed in County Wexford to meet the demand. The private sector was never going to solve the the social housing problem that we have to house people as they needed housing. I'll give you an example of where I see the problem, Alan. On the 20th of November 2018, that Gorey District Councillors, eight of them, voted seven to one to develop the St. Joseph's site into social housing in Gorey. Today is the 11th of May 2022, and a shovel has not been put in the ground in that site. So essentially, on the 18th or the 20th of November 2018, the councillors gave Wexford County Council to go ahead and work on those houses. Nothing has happened significant since. I don't believe that there will be council tenants in those houses at the end of this council's term, which is two years from today. Your frustration, I could sense it from you. Uh, I mean, are you at your wit's end over this as a councillor? Uh, and again, you are part of a government party which puts added pressure on you and people also within Fine Gael and the Green Party. Um, were you happy with the answers, the responses you got when you raised the issue again? Hello, Joe. Can you hear me there, Joe? Right, we seem to have, uh, we seem to have lost Joe there for. A sec- are you there? You're back with me again, there, Joe. Are you? Hello, Joe. 
Okay, well, we just uh, highlight what's coming up in the morning mix and we get Joe back in just a second. Apologies, we, we seem to have lost him there when he was in full flow. But uh, keep your comments coming in in relation to the whole housing issue. Uh, we've got a lady who has texted about a house in the Bunclody area that she believes has been vacant for nearly three years. If there are houses in your area that are also vacant, uh, please let us know uh, straight away uh, on 53 Now, coming up in the morning mix in a little while, we'll get back uh, on to other issues, including... Yeah, you're, you're back with me again, Joe. I thought we'd lost I, you there I, for a second. There's I'm no problem. Back, I'm back with you, Alan. Anyway, no, you, you were in full flow and you were telling me a story there about uh, a similar situation yeah. to Larry's. Similar, yes, a similar But, uh, Alan, in relation to Monday's, Monday's meeting, yeah. I wasn't happy with the replies I was getting in relation to, to the delivery of houses. At the moment in Gorey, we have no houses to rent. We have no social houses to give out. As I said at the at the at the meeting, eight houses have been offered to people since the first of January to the eleventh of May. That that's about a little a little better than than one house every two weeks. Is that good enough for an area from Castlebridge to Arklow? Not in my opinion. Somebody is not doing their job here. Well, I want to go back to the council, give them the right to reply on what you just said this morning as well, particularly about that build that you went back over the number of years. What is the solution to, to it, Joe? What can be done, bearing in mind there's a shortage of labour, increase in price and materials, etc. So, like, everyone wants something to be done. What do you think realistically can be done? Well, realistically, that site has been available. The, the council, once they had got the approval from the membership should have got working on it straight away. We all knew that we've had a housing crisis now for a number of years and it wasn't going to get better. And that when a a good site like that, with uh, full approval from all, gets to go ahead, it should be dealt with quickly, promptly, and houses built and tenants got into it. We have a situation which I spoke about earlier, about in Tober, we're in Gorey, where there is to and fro between the developer and the county council. I raised it at the April meeting. I asked that council tenants be allocated those houses by the May meeting. The May meeting has come and gone. Have I got any guarantees that those houses are going to be allocated by the June meeting? No, I have not. So it's breaking down somewhere along the line. Everybody within the system has to take a look at themselves and see what can we do to, okay. to, to help and to make the system work better. What advice would you give to Larry this morning? Because he, he listening to his story, he has some wherewithal, he has the uh, ability, he's at yeah. risk of losing his two grandchildren. It's, it's an awful story. I mean, Larry sharing that story with us this morning, it's, it's horrible, terrible. La- Larry is, is going down the very same alley as an awful lot of people. They have their deposit, they have their rent, they are ready to go. It's supply and demand, Alan. There are, is no supply of houses. An awful lot of houses that are going for sale are being bought up by people who are going to occupy them. The the rental market, an awful lot of incidental or accidental landlords are getting out. I had had a a, a person who owned an apartment in Gorey. The apartment was grand. There was a a good tenant in it and everything. Uh, The RTB did an inspection, found ABC wrong. And then the, the landlord said, right, I'm selling, I'm out of here. Right. The chances are that apartment is going to be bought by a person who's going to occupy it themselves. So there's another house 
gone out of the rental market, gone out of the housing market. This is happening across the country, county, right. regularly. Okay, I sense from you, you will leave no stone unturned to get this done. Before I conclude my chat with you this morning, there's another story that emerged in the council chambers on Monday, and this is the council's draft social media charter. I'm looking at a, a full-page article in the Wexford People uh, by Parik Byrne, council's draft social media charter branded half-baked, ill-advised. Then there's comments attributed, I think it is, to Councillor Carthy, where he says, if we get one more surprise before the next local elections, I'll be calling for a head from that top table. Joe, Wexford County Council is attempting to implement a social media charter for elected members. Now, some councillors feel that this is an attempt to censor them. What are your thoughts on this, Joe? My, exactly that, Alan. Uh, and I will not be supporting a social media charter. There are laws of the land out there in relation to libel, defamation, and if anyone feels there's anything put in social media that defames them or libels them, they have a route to deal with. I also believe that there is new uh, legislation coming in relation to online abuse and, and defamation and libel. So I'd wait till that legislation comes. But for a county council or any, uh, shall we say, state body be trying to gag elected representatives, I, I think is out of order and I certainly will not be supporting that. And what role, if any, do you think Wexford County Council should play in setting rules for how you would or uh, should communicate with your followers on social media? No, no, no I, I, I don't think uh, Wexford County Council uh, should have any input into the way that elected representatives deal with their uh, constituents in and relation to the in relation to their work. There was reference to a protocol committee. Now we're putting in a, a call to find out who this protocol committee and inviting the chair of that committee to come on and engage with us on Southeast Radio as to where this is originating. Uh, are you familiar with the protocol protocol committee or how this would have come to play in the first place, Joe? Yeah. Well, well, I know there is a protocol committee, and the operator on standards it, it, that that councillors would be expected, and the way the way we 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 run our business. But I think this goes outside the remit of the protocol committee. So your your answer to me to that question today is is absolutely no way you don't accept. Do you accept like certain councillors at at the meeting mentioned that there were aspects of it that they would feel comfortable with? Are you uncomfortable with all of it? Look, Alan, I can take full responsibility for all my dealings on social media. And if I step over the line, I expect to be dealt with by the laws of the land. And I will ensure that I do not step over that line. And that's as much as I can do as an elected representative. And I'm sure the other elected representatives will behave in a similar manner. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views. Alan Corcoran.